it's uh, trending issues right here on uh, the morning show Futa radio 93.1 fm this is where we talk about matters that are trending especially as relates to nigeria let's start things off right now as we have all our analysts ready to go now uh we have skywalker joining us online skywalker welcome are you with us Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much, Skywalker. And uh, uh, Skywalker, new development, lecturers in colleges of education uh, across the country uh, under the Colleges of uh, Education Academic Staff Union have given the federal uh, government a 21-day ultimatum to accede to their demands or be ready for an indefinite strike. Wow. Colleges of education as well. What's your take? Hello. Yes. Uh, what's your take on that development? Hello. Of, of, can you hear me? Yes, I can, we can hear you loud and clear now. Uh, well, the thing with colleges of education uh, is not a new thing. Uh, they have also been uh, on strike at uh, different times in the past. And the issue is still about agreement with the government and the inability of the government to live up to those agreements. Mm. And in most cases, if you look at it, their demands most times are similar to what uh, their counterparts in the universities are asking for even in the polytechnics too mm -hmm. and uh, it's all it all also boils down to funding 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 mm. uh, although we have not heard them talk about the IPPIS issue mm. uh, we've also not even heard the polytechnic uh, uh, academic staff also complaining about mm. IPPIS. Mm -hmm or that they have also brought up their own uh, alternative payment platform. Maybe that would be part of the things that they would be talking about this time around. Mm. We don't know yet. Don't know yet. But what they have also done now is to key into the moment, to key into the momentum uh, which other unions uh, uh, are keying into or which other unions are driving into at the moment. Because, like we have also said, anyone who wants to collect something, from the government uh, if the person doesn't come out to ask for those things now it might be very difficult to get anything or to make any headway uh, if the elections are done and dusted mm -hmm. i don't know if you can hear me yes loud and clear good so it is it is important that you know unions uh, anyone whatsoever, activists or whatever it is, if you are asking or if you want to make demands on government, this is the time to make any demand mm. before elections. Mm -hmm. We have seen in time past where, you know, you wait after elections, there's every likelihood that the person who has just come in will tell you that, look, I would need time to settle down. There's a whole lot on the table to be taken care of. Uh, there is no money. The money that have been left in their account is nothing, you know, to write home about. Mm. So you would have to, like, keep, mm. you know, yeah. some kind of uh, yeah. calmness, calmness and yeah. then be patient until I'm able to write this term mm. and maybe get to a certain level mm. that I can mm -hmm. then begin to look at how to implement some of these demands that you're making. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it would be very, very reasonable, you know, to want to be patient because, again, what do you want somebody who is just new in government? Yes. What do you want the person to do? Yeah. So that's why it is better you do whatever you need to do now 
and see how much you can get from them. Mm -hmm. And because, again, there's this issue of desperation on the part of, you know, our politicians and why they still want to keep themselves in government, they would most likely want to give you your demands now. Because the last thing any politician wants to do is to aggravate an already bad situation just few months to elections. You don't want to get people angry because these are the same people who would go out there and most likely vote for you or vote against you. So, and that's the more reason why you say they most likely would pay some level of attention to you and your demands now compared to when the whole process has ended and the whole process, you know, is done and dusted. And uh, of course, the next thing they will be looking towards uh you know it's the next election okay and that's why you see most times people are very strategic or those who really understand the times and the trends they know that now is the time to ask for anything mm -hmm. and that's why i think the colleges of education are also coming out to say that look we are also here mm. uh we we have an agreement with you we have arrangements with you and uh, yet you are not uh you know you are not doing anything about it or you have not lived up to those uh, agreements mm. and that's why you know, we are also going to be going on strike. So mm -hmm. 21 days is what they have given the government. Yes. Let's hope that the federal government, you know, is able to look into this mm -hmm. and uh, maybe find a way to assuage them, uh, you know, to change their minds as to going, going on strike. Because at okay. the moment, ASUP is also there. Mm -hmm. ASU is also there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a whole lot on the table of the federal government at the moment. And uh, I don't know how they are going to handle these problems, mm. you know, in a manner that will not degenerate the already bad state of our education, yeah. especially at the tertiary level. Okay. Now we have uh, Padre with us here. Padre, good morning and welcome. Good morning. It's good to be here again. Yes. Uh, Padre looking like, uh, like, the, like the Terminator himself. <laughs> now, <laughs> Uh, Padre, you, you heard what uh, Skywalker rightly said. Uh, you know, he mentioned Asun Strike, Asub still there, there's Jack, and now the Colleges of Education have come into the mix with their own list of demands. Do you agree with uh, uh, what Skywalker has uh, said? Absolutely true. In fact, to add to what he already uh, highlighted uh, in his speech, it's also to know that this government or this administration, as it is now, uh, remember that the 2023 election is coming mm -hmm. just right by the corner. Mm. It's not just about these people wanting to get what they want before a new administration will come in, but mm. even on the part of the government, mm. they still want the party that is ruling. They still want to retain the seat. So hopefully, or probably, I will not say hopefully, mm. but probably, by if they are able to solve some of these problems, definitely we know that they can't solve these problems 100%. Mm. But I'm sure that there are some kind of things that they will do to pacify these diff different unions who are asking for one beat or the other. Then they will be hoping that they want to put it as part of their scorecards. Mm. When the elections are coming in, when they are having their campaigns, mm. they will be saying, yes, we are able to do this. We are able to solve it. In fact, this is even the right moment for them to do it. Mm. Remember that all these unions like ASU and uh, ASUP, we have an agreement they had on grants since 2009. Uh, the Colleges of Education, their own agreement has been since 2010. That was before this administration came in. So it is the right and the perfect time for them 
to solve some of these problems to at least a satisfactory level so that when they are having their campaigns then they can get on to tell the voters that see what the previous administrations did not do we have finally getting a hold of it mm-hmm. because most all of these agreements not right. just most all of these agreements right. were made during the past administration mm. even though along the line there has been some kind of review and what have you okay. but then for me and to speak ideally now or in a realistic from a realistic point of view if this government has to be or if they want to be sincere with themselves this is also a kind of a how will I put it? Uh, a kind of uh, it should be a kind of self-evaluation for themselves. If we have the whole education education sector in the country almost cracked down, almost down tooling. Yes. Asu, Nasu, Asup, now the colleges of education. Imagine that you have unions like this at the secondary and the, at, at the secondary level and the primary levels. We are not even talking about those ones yet. Because these are even the, at the basic level. You just have to see what is going on to at that level, both at the federal level and at the state level. But unfortunately, these people, their own unions, they are not as vocal, they are not as strong uh, as you have at the tertiary level. Just imagine that they too, they have uh, what it takes for all these teacher, uh, the unions at the tertiary level that they have. Imagine what we will be having by now. Probably maybe not even a single child is going to be in any public school mm. as, as, as we speak. Mm. Whether at it's primary level or secondary level, we all know that almost all the tertiary uh, stu- institution students are at home. But then it just tells you that, see, when people talk and they say that you have not done enough, in fact, you have, not, you have done nothing at all. <laughs> it's not as if people do, do not like your face. It's not that, as if uh, it is the opposition parties who are, who are pulling the strings of, of criticism. Mm. It is not as if people just don't like your government or they don't like your administration. The reality speaks for itself. The facts are there. At least it's not as if anybody is staging any, any strike. Mm. To say that okay, but students are at school, but there, there is a viral, there is a viral message going around that students are not in school. Mm-hmm. It is there. Everybody is just fighting for what they can get. Okay. And with what the colleges of education are now doing now, it's mm-hmm. like almost everybody is taking a cue from ASU. Okay. So if you if ASU is going to do it this way, or they are doing it this way, and it's like they are getting something out of it, why is it that we can't even follow? In fact. If you listen to the to the statement of, of the spokesperson for the colleges of education, their union, mm-hmm. you will see that they are even in some in some areas, they are even in agreement with ASU with the issue of this IPPIS. They are even ready to adopt what ASU yeah. ASU yeah. wants to do, the UTAS. They are, so you just get to see that it's like almost everybody is finally getting on the same page. And I think that at this point, the federal government should know that they have no way out of this matter. Mm-hmm. They just have to do something significant about it okay all right now uh Essigon, let me come to you this is a very very sad situation happening or happened right there in anambra as a unknown gunman let's put it that way um, criminals uh, as it is um, murdered a woman a pregnant woman and her children now in response to that uh the governor has uh, declared curfew right there in Anambra, talking about Charles uh, Suludo, and also uh, with effect from today has put a ban on motorcycles, uh, tricycles, and shuttle buses in certain areas until further notice. Uh, well, good response, but is it enough? Well, I I, I think I'm, I'm liking what Suludo is doing. 
Um, he is given leadership. This is what we expect leaders to do. And this is why I'm excited as to that. He didn't just declare coffee, <coughs> but in his statement, he involved, he involved the, which is what we've been talking about all this while. You see, he involved community leaders at every level, the youth, and then the unions made them responsible and not just responsible give me security reports every week if you don't and we hear any in your area we take over your land for the unions we disband you hmm. you understand hmm. that is that is how you understand not just uh, warning warning that's at the federal level mm. Just warning, 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 and direction, and then and then again, you know, you just, just warning, just warning, just warning. Hmm. See this one now. Although um, my 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 fear or my concern, let me not get it up to fear level, hmm. is the implementation of it yeah. full time because he still has to recourse to using the police, yeah, hmm. uh, civil defense, probably the military. And we, they are not directly under his control. Yeah. So he goes to actually point out more than ever before mm-hmm. what we've been saying. The fact that we should move every governor away from just being chief security officer in name, but to, act, to actually be the chief security officer of the state in principle. That is being in charge. And like we have seen the governor of Anambra try to put the responsibility on everybody. We should go from community to community. That is how it should be. Hmm. Because now, if for instance they discover, and I'm hoping that he'll be able to enforce it because I want him to succeed. In fact, I need him to succeed. Hmm. It is very, very important so that the other governors in the southeast will be put to shame. Hmm. Maybe that will ginger them too, mm-hmm. that they too will decide to do something and step up their game, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. they, they, they appear to have been sleeping all this while. And this is what we expect from leadership. And people, do, in fact, <laughs> I, it's... <laughs> let me, mm. All right, let me uh, hand over to Skywalker. Skywalker, can you hear us? Hello, Skywalker, are you there? Okay, yes, I can hear you. Okay, thank you very much. Now, uh, Skywalker, uh, Esigon has commended uh, Governor Saludo over his uh, decision-making and how he was able to respond to this particular sad, tragic incident. What is your take on the ban? Hello, Lucas. I yes. can he- hardly hear you. Oh, oh, so sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Okay, let me just, let me just react. Let me, let me just react to... Um, the Anambra situation, mm-hmm. I, I clearly heard what uh, Esigon said. And mm-hmm. of course, if, if you look at it from a holistic view, it's a very good plan. It looks very lofty. It looks very nice. But for me, it just shows the helplessness yeah. that the governor himself is in. Yeah. Because if this is all that the governor can, can do, do. Yeah. I wonder uh, how much success can he record you know, from this particular process. The people we are talking about, the people, this unknown faceless, unknown gunmen, mm. uh, even f- by their name, you know that they are sophisticated. Mm. It is not a matter of carrying vigilante and putting on the road and saying that vigilante can stop them. These guys are well armed from the videos that we have seen. They are very vicious 
and they are evil. So, and I'm sure that they are not going to spare a minute if they have an opportunity to kill anyone who stands in their way, they are going to do it regardless of where the person is coming from, regardless of uh, the language this, the, the person speaks. And uh, it's just a reminiscence of, you know, the Boko Haram situation and how it started uh, in the Northeast. And who says that that's not what is going to, you know, what this whole situation in the Southeast is going to transform to? Because at the moment, no one has control over them. The fact that we are talking about IPOB and we are linking IPOB to these unknown gunmen, the truth is that even IPOB does not have control over them. Hmm. So, what then do we do? Hmm. This is where the state in itself is supposed to show power. It's supposed to show strength. Hmm. It's supposed to, you know, show confidence. Because that's the only way the people can be reassured that, look, everything you know is under control and that the government is in charge mm. even from this announcement of curfew you could still see the governor bending you know mm. to this monday sit at home yeah, like yes. officially recognizing that monday is a sit at home day mm. from his statement from his broadcast yes, yes. and that's it. to tell you how helpless you know Governor Soludo is in Anambra State and by extension in every other part of the country because I don't understand how okay the federal government was reacting to you know the the, the killing that happened uh, that, that that whole family that was wiped out mm-hmm. and they were saying that they were going to respond with the harshest possible measure and then I'm like what have we been doing? <laughs> have we been playing with them before now? <laughs> if we're going to go all out now and, 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 and be very harsh, what have we been doing before? Mm-hmm. All right. What are we going to do differently? Differently now. Are we going to deploy more? Are we deploying more soldiers there? Mm-hmm. What are we really doing that is different? This curfew that we're talking about is between 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Most of the killings that this unknown government Ha, you know, have done. They did it in the in the afternoon, broad daylight, morning, night, any time. So I don't know how much this coffee would really achieve. It may show that government is doing something. It may build some level of confidence in the people. But the truth is that it may not necessarily achieve the kind of results that we all, you know, are looking for. Hmm. Look, state police is not going to come cheap. It's not going to come easy. It's not just going to be by word of mouth. The truth is that it may take even five, ten years to be able to, you know, properly implement and for us to even see results, tangible results. It may take another ten years. That'll probably be in, in two decades before it becomes something that we begin to rip from. Mm-hmm. But what some of us are saying is that can we even start Having, having conversations, conversations around, around it. it now is this something that we can even start to to look into we may not adopt it you know in the next two years in fact the next president who probably would come and do eight years may not even adopt it but can we start to talk about legislation can we start to talk about putting in you know the the parts mm. that are necessary in order to make you know the car complete so that it can move mm-hmm. that's that's my own you know uh, take on this matter and my own disposition, especially when it comes to the issue of decentralizing this this national 
you know, or one way kind of, or one person kind of control okay. over, you know, the security architecture of, of our country. All right, For so me, it is important that we begin to look into this, and that's the only way I think, you know, going forward, we can have a proper hang over present situations and situations that would even erupt in the future. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Skywalker. Now, uh, we are really pressed for time. So, Padre, your contribution. Let's go. Real quick. Uh, for me, I I have to say that I pitied the governor a lot because, um, you know, you just look at a scenario where uh, robbers come to your house and uh, from the sound of what you could hear outside, it's like they are, they are with assault rifles and you are there as a man of the house with your family. You want to protect your family. You don't have anything. All of you are just behind a closed door, maybe carrying slippers, or maybe the best you could carry is the is the mortar. Uh, I mean, the pestle, the pestle from the from the kitchen to defend. You just know that you are going to you are about to fight against a force that may probably crush you the moment they get access to you. But then, what can you do? You still just have to do something. You can't just you can't just stay there and be expecting somebody to come and take your life away from you and the life of your family member. And I think that that kind of uh, analogy is the kind of situation that the governor is at the moment, because at this point in time, they just have to do something. Is this better than doing nothing at all? The concerns that I have, Esegon has raised it, is not in charge of is not in charge of anybody. And then part of the confusion that, first of all, uh, came was in that statement which Sky also mentioned. It's like the governor too knows that for now there is nothing that he can do about the so-called uh, Monday sit-at-home situation. Mm. So you see that it's going to be a continuous uh, problem we have in the southeast. And I continue to say it. This federal government, this laid-back attitude mm -hmm. that they have with the situation in the southeast mm -hmm. and the southeast, mm -hmm. that is the problem for me. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the me people in that area too, they are not looking at it very well. Or probably, if some are looking at it, they are also being afraid of for their lives, mm -hmm. so that nobody will come and will come and um, harm them when they least expected. So you see, the problem in the south is so complicated. Mm -hmm. But until when everybody comes together. The state government cannot do it alone. The federal government cannot do it alone. Mm -hmm. But if they can harness their thoughts, their ideas, mm -hmm. their, the, the whatever they can put on ground, the, 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 the mercenaries mm -hmm. they, can, they, can, they can put on ground, then I'm sure that to a great extent, we, they may not, the problems may not be solved completely, mm -hmm. no doubt. Because whether we like it or not, these people are growing in strength. But how we counter them? Are we growing in that in the, in, in, in the same way? Mm -hmm. No. In fact, the government, the people, and the government are getting weakened by the day, while those people are getting stronger by the day. Okay. You just get to see that for each evil, for each havoc they wreak on the community, mm -hmm. the responses of the government is almost like we are helpless, and that is the situation we are seeing presently. Mm. Very, very, very powerful statement uh, right there. Still trending issues uh, on f the morning show, Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Now, speaking about leaders, Essigon, uh, uh, the IPAC chairman, that is uh, the chairman of the Inter-Party Advisor Council, uh, is uh, saying that Nigerians at different stages of electoral processes have actually, you know, contributed to the victory of the same leaders that they often condemn after elections. It's more like 
you deserve the kind of leaders you have. What do you think? No, but it's, 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 it's true. He's not saying anything strange. He's not saying anything that we've not been saying. I mean, just anyone that has been attentive in this current ongoing primary of different parties, we tell you what is happening. People are... <laughs> <laughs> People are shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now be, being a delegate is a full time employment. Like you, you have business card that I'm a, I'm a delegate. You, you, you get my point. I, and so, because they, they put a structure in place to ensure that it's the highest bidder hmm. yeah. that wins. So, it doesn't matter whether you have anything to offer. Whether you have brains or you have ideas or you have experience, that doesn't count. Time to cash out. It, 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 once you have the money and you're able to convince the delegates mm. enough, you, your, yours is higher, you get my point. You get it. And then those are the choices that, that, that are pushed forward mm. for us to come and yes. uh, vote for. Yes. Yeah. And if this person gets there, after investing so much money in delegates, you think that he will not and get election. there. Uh, and he's still going to still probably to tri- a triple a triple expenses uh-huh. when when, when the election comes starts. because then they will have to do a branded ludo do uh, <laughs> uh, what's the name bedroom uh, slippers bedroom slippers mm-hmm. do the beneficiaries become and not dress of death you understand because and they have to have budgeted a certain amount for each polling unit mm-hmm. you get and what what the people the people will go and collect that's the sad part. In fact, it used to be that they say, uh, uh, collect and see with your conscience. But you see, there's no how because it's like an oath. It's you, you, if you, you have stained yourself, it, the safest thing to do is not to collect at all. Mm. But will our people here hunger too much? No, not being able to fast, not being able to make sacrifices to make the right decision. Of course, even if they now want to, what options do we have? Because the person that is being put there bought it. And he's going to have to collect his or her, mm. uh, her money back, you know, when when the time comes. Come, so, okay. you, as, as long as we want to continue like this, this is the situation we'll be facing. So, okay. you should go and collect your Ludo again and collect your Congo of rice and not the rest of them. And come and start complaining again for another four years or eight years. <laughs> it is it is you. <laughs> it is us. All right. Our... Our dilemma, Abia, our nemesis, mm-hmm. is staring at us from the mirror. Mm-hmm. Just okay. go and look at the mirror. You are your nemesis. <laughs> All right. Uh, Skywalker, are you with us? Hello, Skywalker. Are you there? Uh, yes. yes. I, I right. think for me, as much as, as much as it is true that every society deserves the kind of leader that they get, I think it's also going to be unfair to put all the blame or the responsibility on Nigerians. Uh, and this is why I'm saying this. If you, as a parent, you have a child, you keep the child at home, you refuse to send the child to uh, primary school, you don't send the child to secondary school, you now get up and go and pay for Waiyek. And then you tell the child to come and go and write Waiyek. Of course, when the child go there, the child would go and write the Waiyek now. Mm-hmm. But we are also sure of what the person would, would come out with. Mm-hmm. Like Yoruba people will say, Odo, Odo, Odo Loma Bijadi. And that's the truth. Because if if you systematically and deliberately put mm-hmm. your people in a position where if they go to write exam, it, like that child that I'm talking about, if you like, 
continue to send that child to write that exam for 20, 20 years, 20 times, 100 times, 200 times, that child will still fail. And that's what is happening in Nigeria at the moment. The people themselves are not equipped mm-hmm. to make the kind of decisions that we are expecting them to We, uh, I mean, to, to, to make. And the delegates that we're also talking about, are they also prepared? Are they also the kind of people that, you know, would go there and say that, uh, have they been equipped to that level? Mm-hmm. Has poverty not also rubbed up on their faces? Yes. Who doesn't want to collect $10,000 as, as it is today? <laughs> They bring $10,000 to you and they tell you that this is the person to vote for. Would you go up? Okay, see what happened to one of the candidates in, in one state uh-huh. where only two people voted for him. Yeah. And those two people, he did not give them money. He didn't give any delegate money. And two people voted for him out of several other uh, hundreds that, that, that voted for that, for that election. Hmm. So if you are not ready to spend... Even in the U.S., the electoral process is also very expensive. They spend money, but not in the way and in the manner that we do, you know, on our side here. So Nigerians, yes, we must take responsibility. But truly, if you look at it, and like Essigon has also said, when you bring the uh, option of the devil and the red blues, a bit deep blues. Deep blues. What really is the option there? Is it not eventually evil that it ends, ends up to, to, to become? So Nigerians right. are just helpless. They hope country itself is just in a in a situation where you know nobody really wants to change anything for All real right. and mm-hmm. for me like i said yesterday it all yeah. boils down to education 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 yes, education yes. education yes we, we are we are, spe- we are far out of time let's uh let's padre just give his last thoughts so we could round up uh on the show for today let's go padre you see unfortunately um we a lot of people do not see uh where our problems start from I think when it comes to this electoral process, with what we have seen recently, I'm sure that a lot of people will start realizing that, see, the most important people in our electoral process are the delegates. They are the most important, not even the voters. Mm. Because it is whoever they pick over there that the truth was. We cannot say, for instance, now, out of A, B, C, D, E, B won and they gave us B for the final election and we say no we don't want B we can't vote for B it is A that we want to vote for it's not possible mm-hmm. it is not so you don't get to see that politicians they have already found their ways of getting what they want right from the beginning even when almost um, everybody is almost sleeping because it is at this delegate level that they begin their homework from and that is why you see many of them especially those who want to become president in men in these two big parties you have seen them traveling around the country day and night trying to convince people to vote for them people may be wondering why are they doing so much at this point in time when the election has not even started as far as they are concerned the election has started because if you are able to convince those people to put you there to have for you to have the ticket then you sh- you know that yes your your chances of becoming uh, of getting to that position is just very 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 almost uh, almost becoming true but unfortunately that is the situation we have right now okay thank you very much uh, padre thank you essigon uh, thanks to skywalker who joined us online that is all that we can take for today news on the globe is next do stay tuned of course
Good morning and welcome to News on the Globe. First, the top stories. Tunisian President Syed sets date for referendum on new constitution. World Bank warns of global recession over Russian-Ukraine crisis. Former Pakistani Premier Khan urges for early elections. Thanks for staying with us. Here is News on the Globe. In detail, Tunisian President Kai Syed has issued a decree calling on voters to a referendum on a new constitution on July 25, 2022. The referendum comes after President Syed named an advisory committee to draft a new constitution for a new republic amid opposition calls to reverse the move. The country's main political parties say they will boycott dialogue on the formation of the new constitution and term the president's action unilateral. Mr. Syed had pushed through a series of moves, expanding his powers and dismantling elected institutions since last year when he suspended parliament. And in Senegal, 11 newborn babies have been killed in a fire outbreak at a hospital in the western Senegalese city of Tio of Tivaonin. Uh, Senegal's president, Macky Sall, who stated this on his Twitter, expressed deep sadness over the incident and extended extended his deepest sympathy to mothers and families of the victims. Also speaking on the incident, the city's mayor Major Demba Sai said the fire was caused by a short circuit, adding that three other babies were saved from the fire. Now, the United Nations has said that over 80,000 people displaced by clashes in Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo are in urgent need of food. The UN warning is coming as fighting between government soldiers and March 23 movement M23 rebels has intensified recently in the North Kivu province, which spread south to about 20 kilometers from Gemma town, the provincial capital, leaving several people displaced. The UN Office for Humanitarian Affairs, UN stated that those displaced have fled to improvised sites, churches and schools with the fear of the worst for the refugees if the hostilities continues. Meanwhile, the military governor of North Kivu, General Sylvain Ekenge, has called on the populace to remain calm and vigilant and to not yield to panic over the report. The United Nations Security Council, UNSC, has informed that it will vote on a push by the United States to strengthen sanctions on North Korea over a spate of recent ballistic missile launches, a move that China 
which has a veto in the council, said will not solve any problems. The vote later today becomes or comes a day after Pyongyang fired three missiles, including one thought to be its largest intercontinental ballistic missile, ICBM, being the latest in a string of banned ballistic missile launches that the country has carried out this year. North Korea has been subject to UN sanctions since 2006, which the Security Council has steadily and unanimously stepped up over the years to cut off funding for Pyongyang's nuclear weapons and ballistic missile programs. Now, the governor of the United States of Texas, Greg Abbott, has informed that the gunman responsible for the shooting in Texas posted messages on social media minutes before the attack. He also said the gunman, Salvador Ramos, promised to shoot his grandmother and shoot up a school. According to to Texas officials, Ramos was in the school for 40 minutes before he was killed. You are listening to News on the Globe on Footerity 93.1 FM. Still to come, Russia advancing new law to prevent Western companies from leaving Russia. Details of this and more shortly. Hey there, did you know you can search the Footer Radio podcast wherever you get your podcasts to stay in touch with the big screen, school o'clock, talk footer, footer panorama, trending issues, Kitigwa and many more? Yes, of course. These shows are now available on demand. All you have to do is just search with the keywords Footer Radio Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify and many others. Footer Radio Podcasts, plug in and stay in touch. Hey there, did you know it? And you're welcome back. Thanks for staying with us on News on the Globe. The Russian Defense Minister has promised to open a safe corridor to allow foreign ships to leave Black Sea ports. Colonel General Mikhail Mizinsta, who heads the National Defense Control Center under the General Staff, said that 70 foreign vessels from 16 countries are now in the seaports on the Black Sea, including Odessa, Kherson, and Mikotev. General Mikhail made this comments during a briefing in Moscow saying that the corridors would be open every day. And uh, still on Russia, Russia is advancing a new law that will allow it to take control of local businesses of Western companies that decide to leave Russia because of the invasion of Ukraine. The law, which would be in place in weeks, will give Russia powers to intervene where there's a threat to local jobs or industry, making it more difficult for Western companies to remove their business quickly unless they are prepared to take a big financial hit. This comes as the Russian economy increasingly cuts off by Western sanctions, plunges into recession amidst double-digit inflation. Hundreds of international brands, including Starbucks, Coca-Cola, Clevis, and Apple, have left Russia or suspended sales there since the country invaded Ukraine in February. And away from the Russia-Ukraine war, Estonian Prime Minister Kajikadas has said that Ukraine has to be able to negotiate with Russia from a position of strength so that Moscow is not encouraged to take further aggressive action. Mr. Carlos, who stated this in a speech in Stockholm, said there was need to avoid a bad place, saying that a badly negotiated peace for Ukraine will mean a bad peace for all. The Estonian leader maintained that it is much more dangerous giving it to Putin than provoking him. 
And the head of World Bank, David Marpas, has warned that Russia's invasion of Ukraine could cause a global recession as the price of food, energy and fertilizers jump. Mr. Marpas, who stated this while addressing a U.S. business event, said that it is difficult to see how a recession could be avoided. He noted that a series of coronavirus lockdowns in China is also adding to concerns about the world economic downturn. His comments are the latest warnings over the rising risk that the world economy may be set to face in recent times. Former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan has warned Pakistan's government to set new elections in the next six days or be ready for a massive protest in the capital. Khan made the call at a rally of thousands of demonstrators earlier today in Islamabad, aiming to bring down the government and force early elections. He stated that he has decided to sit in Islamabad until the government dissolves assemblies and announces elections. The 69-year-old also said that the government has taken the nation to its anarchy as he alleged that five of his supporters were killed in the violence across the country. And now to end news on the globe, here's a recap of our top stories. We earlier informed you that Tunisian President Kais Saied has issued a decree calling on voters to a referendum on a new constitution on July 25, 2022. We also told you that the head of World Bank, David Malpas, has warned that Russia's invasion of Ukraine could cause a global recession as the price of food, energy and fertilizer jumps. Finally, we informed you that former Prime Minister or former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan has warned Pakistan's government to set new elections in the next six days or be ready for massive protests in the capital. That was News on the Globe as edited by Rilwan Sabu and the production team. I am Lucas Obo. Stay safe and thanks for listening.